is the Workday Red Zone on the Ticket Radio Network. Here's your host, Kara Ritchie. Hey, gang. How's everybody feeling? Straight up 12 o'clock on a Monday. Hope you're the start to your work week hasn't been too painful. And I uh, hope you're able to hang out with us today for the full two hours. we got a lot of stuff to dive into, a lot of recapping the weekend, which, of course, includes an Arkansas State scrimmage, a little bit of baseball, and much, much more. We'll go ahead and breeze through the intro so we can tell you more about it. But, uh, of course, this is the Workday Red Zone. We always appreciate you tuning in here with us on the Ticket Radio Network, 95.3, And, of course, go old school and hit us on the AM side of the dial. At KNEA 970 AM. If you want to shout at us today, easy enough, 930-3776 is the number to call on the Right Fiber Hotline by Ritter Communications. You can also shout at us on social media. Uh, Facebook.com slash the Ticket Radio is one place to find us. Also uh, there on Twitter at Kara underscore Richie. The hashtag is WDRZ. The question of the day is posted. So I did at least one thing right. On a Monday. I am Kara Ritchie. I'm joined in studio by producer Kate Carlton. Good afternoon. So uh, again, a couple of hours here uh, with the both of us. We'll also, in addition to uh, an, an additional voice that you will hear today, we'll have some scrimmage audio or post-scrimmage audio from Arkansas State head football coach Butch Jones. So that is the slate for today. Looking around at some news and notes uh, in terms of what happened over the weekend. I do want to start by saying a quick congratulations to Arkansas State soccer coach Brian Dooley. Uh, with A-State beating UCA 3-0 to yesterday, Coach Dooley picked up a big, big win. In fact, uh, career win number 250 uh, for him in, in his career. Uh, a lot of great video. He got the, uh, the you know, the cold water shower uh, or the uh, Gatorade or Powerade bucket shower following the game. Uh, saw a lot of congratulations and, and things like that. So we want to send out our congratulations as well. A big, big number for Coach Dooley. I'm glad somebody finally told him about it. Because when he joined us last week, he had no idea. But he seems like he's up to speed on it now. Uh, elsewhere, another news notes for the weekend. Uh, it is a wrap on full fall camp for Arkansas State football. So the Red Wolves ha- held their final practice of fall camp this morning. And then, of course, they'll be off tomorrow for the start of fall classes. Of course, on Saturday... A-State scrimmaged for almost two hours. Defense got off to a super fast start with an early pick six. However, the offense rallied several touchdowns later in the evening, including a couple on the ground. We will have a full recap for you coming up here uh, probably in the next segment. But the season kicks off September the 3rd against Grambling State. All of a sudden, that is just 12 days away. Elsewhere, Razorback football also held their second scrimmage of the fall on Saturday. Head coach Sam Pittman Uh, Praised his defense for that one uh, in in regards to their improvement from the first scrimmage and said the defense was really the unit on Saturday that just made more plays. In baseball news, seven. Seven in a row now for St. Louis. They closed out a three-game sweep of the Arizona Diamondbacks with a 6-4 win on Sunday. 
Cardinals begin a two-game set against the Cubs tonight at 7.05 on 95.9 The Wolf. And, of course, the big news from Saturday. Albert is now at 6.92. So, of course, we'll talk about that story uh, coming up later on today, probably in Hour 2 of the program. As far as our KavanaughCars.com question, of course, this time of year, what do we do? We make a ton of predictions. Some good, some bad, some ugly. Uh, but we throw them out there anyways. A lot of times you just throw them out there and see what sticks. But uh, in terms of our question for you today, I want to know who is going to be the biggest surprise team in the Sunbelt Conference this year. And you can look at it from, well, heck, you can look at it from one of two perspectives or you can throw us one of each. And what I mean by that is, I mean, whether they overachieve or whether they underachieve. Which team is going to be the biggest surprise? So you can look at it from either direction. Oh, this team is way better than I thought they would be. Or, man, this team stinks. What happened? Uh, So, uh, again, that is our KavanaughCars.com question for you uh, today. And we'll have a lot of opportunities for you to get in on the phones at 930-3776 on the Right Fiber hotline. I I did want to flash back for a quick moment and look at the preseason poll. Um, which, of course, this is done by the coaches, and the coaches usually take what a team did in the previous season and, and kind of look at that uh, and base, and that's what they base their votes on. But, uh, you know, you go back and you look at the Sunbelt preseason poll and kind of the, uh, the usual suspects around the top in terms of the West preseason was West preseason favorite was Louisiana. The East preseason favorite was Appalachian State. Those have been uh, the success stories from the league the past few years. Those have been, at this point in time, the only teams who have played for a Sunbelt Conference championship. Yes, Coastal was a co-champ one year, but, of course, the COVID wiped out that game, so they didn't even play. Uh, but in the East, the teams that are expected to be very, very good in the East, you've got App State, Coastal Carolina, and then Georgia State and Marshall. A lot closer to the bottom there, you've got Georgia Southern, James Madison, Old Dominion. Those teams ranked 5, 6, and 7 in the East in the preseason poll. The West, Louisiana, the clear favorite with 12 out of the 14 first-place votes. South Alabama, the only other team to get any first-place votes. Troy, also uh, up there in terms of of total uh, points. And then you've got a pretty big drop-off after Troy to Texas State, followed closely by Southern Miss, then Arkansas State, and ULM. With the fewest points, uh, fewest fewest votes in all of the Sun Belt. So again, basically, if you think a team is going to underachieve, you'd probably be talking about App or Coastal, Georgia State, Louisiana, South Troy, maybe even Marshall. If you think a team is going to overachieve, well, you got to look at a team that didn't have a lot of success success last year. ULM, A State, maybe Southern Miss or Texas State, Old Dominion. Maybe the newcomer, James Madison, or, or Georgia Southern. So, again, uh, whether it's for good reasons or bad reasons, who's going to be the biggest surprise team in the Sunbelt Conference coming up in 2022? Let's go to the phones and check in with Miss Lisa. How are you? Well, I've got some breaking news for your show, but first let me answer your question. Uh, I think Coastal, and I'm picking Coastal Carolina to really overachieve okay. because of their quarterback. And uh forget his name, Grayson. Grayson McCall. McCall, yeah, Grayson McCall. As soon as I, we've got a Grayson out here at Lyon, I almost said Grayson Simpson. But anyway, <laughs> Grayson McCall. 
and uh, just got news over my phone that Sam Pittman has. That's not my breaking news for your show, but Sam Pittman uh, has named Jashad Stewart from Jonesboro High School starting against Cincinnati. I'm proud to hear that. I'm happy for Jashad. He has worked hard. Well, as we all know, September 8th is Red Wolf Mark's birthday. <laughs> and I'm getting this out there, Mark, so you go ahead and call in, but don't say sweet Miss Lisa or call me or anything like that. I won't forget it. This Friday night at Valley View, I'm going to the Valley View game mm-hmm. because I'm on the recruitment committee for Brian Huff for Valley View. Yes, we have a committee. Okay. This Friday night is my night to hold the sign. And Mark's going because Nettleton's not playing at home. So I'm buying Mark. Now, here's what I'm buying. Nachos and a Coke. Okay. That's it. Because he's still on his diet before his birthday. So when he gets closer to September 8th, if he calls in y'all's show looking for me because I'm not answering my phone. I know this is a stupid phone call. But tell him, say, now, Miss Lisa told on this show that that was your birthday present. Okay. And, Mark, if you're listening, bring my chocolate gravy bowl, and I'll get it from you Friday night. Anyway, thank you for taking my call. Thanks, Go Hawks. Thanks, Miss Lisa. 9303776, the number to call. Overachieving or underachieving? Who is going to be the biggest surprise in the Sunbelt Conference in 2022? That's the question. Our phone lines will be open uh, during the break at 9303776. But we've got a lot to lot to recap from the weekend in terms of A-State news. You've got uh, a, a new commitment. You, of course, have got a whole scrimmage. Uh, you've got some other notes as well in terms of, well, I'll tell you what. I'll quit teasing it and just shut up and we'll come back and talk, talk about it. How's that? Uh, We'll be back right after this on The Ticket. Nobody crunches the numbers like Kara. Take that for data. The Workday Red Zone on The Ticket Radio Network. Well, they treat you like family here. That's Kenny. He works at NEA Construction. The way the people treat you here are are different from some of the other companies I've worked with. If you need something, you just ask, and they will help you out in any way they can. That's what I like about these people. Northeast Arkansas Construction is hiring to build the future, building out the region's fiber optic network to connect to the world. NEA Construction takes pride in being Arkansas's leading fiber optic construction company. Join our great work environment with state-of-the-art equipment, full training, fully paid health insurance, and paid vacation, all at industry-leading hourly pay. Call 870-972-8565, 972-8565, or visit nearkansasconstruction.com. Northeast Arkansas Construction. Well, they treat you like family here. We make a difference. Equal opportunity employer. Let NEA Golf Cars keep you from becoming your golf group's Can I Ride With You guy. You know, the guy standing by the first tee always needing someone to jump on with. NEA Golf Cars offers new carts and all the top brands, including Onward by Club Car and a large selection of used carts, plus all the parts and accessories to make sure your cart looks and runs its best this golf season. Go to NEAGolfCars.com or call 236-GOLF for more information. It's good. Goodbye, can I ride with you guy, and hello, sweet ride. Thanks to NEA Golf Cars, Highway 49 in Paragool. 
Hey, this is Angie Gallagher with United Country Scenic Rivers Realty. Are you looking for riverfront property? I have it. What about hunting land? I have that too. And if you want property to build a home on or even a getaway place in the country, I have that too. Whether buying or selling, I specialize in all types of properties in all of Northeast Arkansas. Let me put my 34 years of real estate experience to work for you. Call me, Angie Gallagher, at 870-219-5159. And be sure to check out my website at United Country Ozarks. What are you looking for in a dentist? Experience, a friendly, caring staff, the latest in procedures and technology. You can have all of those things at Brooklyn Dental. Dr. Tony and Dr. Adams have been taking care of patients across the area for years and have brought that care to the all-new Brooklyn Dental. They're accepting new patients right now and work with all types of insurance. So why wait? Call Brooklyn Dental now at 393-5330 to schedule an appointment. That's 393-5330. Brooklyn Dental, open now on Highway 49 north in brooklyn hey there this is brad bobo personally inviting you to join me for the drive it's a place where we talk about the sports news that matters to you and to the people making it a state in the Sun Belt, arkansas in the sec plus the cardinals grizzlies and especially our local high school coaches and athletes we've got you covered on the drive it truly is a show about local sports plus you never know when a song is going to break out so join Will I Ain't and me for The Drive weekday afternoons from 3 to 6 right here on the Ticket Radio Network. This is the place. Hey! Yo! This is my grandson, Mike. It's his 18th birthday. Man. Wow! One of the best years of my life. Well, when I was 18, the ladies used to think I was fine. Yeah, your grandma, maybe. Oh, come on, man. Uh, he's a smart guy, but I thought he could use a little advice today. Start putting away some money. Call your mother. And now that you're 18, you need to sign up with the Selective Service System. Remember Jamie Thomas? Yeah. Heard he didn't register and was denied a job with TSA. There you go. Mm-hmm. That's it. Save money, call mom, and register with SSS. Mm-hmm. Hey, Grandpa, this boy got that police head, the kind that roll up and stop wherever he wants to. That's cold, but just cut the boy's head. I don't know what to do with it. Be the man. Hey, Register with the Selective show. Service System today at SSS.gov. Good-looking boy, but ugly head. This is your warning. You're entering the Workday Red Zone. Welcome back to the Workday Red Zone. It's Kara and Cade hanging out with you on a Monday. 9303776 is the number to call on the Right Fiber Hotline by Ritter Communications. It's bringing you the right speed at the right price. Right now, you can check and see if it is available in your neighborhood at rightfiber.com. KavanaughCards.com question. Whether it's because they overachieve or underachieve, who is going to be the biggest surprise in the Sunbelt Conference this season? And when expectations are low, obviously that means there is a greater chance of overachieving. And and I think, you know, around Jonesboro, there is some cautious optimism that Arkansas State football can take a a pretty good step forward this year um, based on the talent at at the starting positions. Now, there's still not a lot of depth, and we'll talk more about this in, in just a moment. But, but uh, 
you know, it's um, I, it's it's going to be significantly better than a two-win season. I feel very confident in saying that. However, you look around and uh, A State is just not not given a lot of love nationally. And again, a two-win season will, will do that to you. I get it, but there are some predictions out there that that have graded A State really really harshly uh, coming into the 2022 season. So uh, when the when the expectations are low. Uh, Gives everybody a chance to to uh, overachieve significantly, and A State's in in that area. You kind of look at that as like a good thing and a bad thing. It's yeah, you don't want to have like the lowest possible expectations. That's it's not necessarily great, but there is uh, again a great chance for for overachieving. Uh, quickly before we get into the scrimmage conversation. Now, Arkansas State football did pick up a commitment from over the weekend. A young man by the name of R.J. Kelly uh, is the Red Wolves' latest commit. I think he's number 16, but I have to go back and, and double check. Of course, a lot of these commitments uh, still haven't been rated, but but that's okay because there are a lot of quality players that have, uh, have committed. Uh, this guy is a defensive player. And just looking at uh, some of his news and notes, you know, he was a young man that had a lot of good offers and decided to choose Arkansas State. And uh, looking at the basics on on R.J. Kelly here. And uh, a little bit uh, about him. He's from Lakeland, Florida, uh, Kathleen High School. And he's a linebacker, good size, listed at 6'2", 220. And you go through and you look at uh, his other offers right now. And Charlotte, UConn, Eastern Michigan, FAU, James Madison, Liberty, Marshall, Navy, Toledo, USF, Wake Forest, Western Michigan are the schools that are listed. And, of course, there's some FCS schools as well, including an offer from Penn, uh, which I know nothing about football-wise, but I'm pretty sure that's a smart person school. Of course, it also means I know nothing about it in terms of going to school there or anything like that. But, you know, he's got... uh, He's got, obviously, the uh, the offers from A-State's peers, A-State's conference members. He's got that Power 5 offer in there from Wake Forest. Uh, he's got the Smart People School offers in there. He's got a U.S. Military Academy uh, offer in there. So, uh, pretty pretty good offer sheet, in, in my opinion. And that is A-State's latest commitment, although he has not been given the star evaluation yet by 24-7. That is something that is that they just seem to be significantly behind on this year. So it, it's very difficult right now to see what that full picture is going to look like when it's all said and done once everybody gets evaluated in that 2023 class. One more note on uh, from over the weekend in terms of A-State's class of 2023. Jalen Rayner is the young man who is Arkansas State football's uh, quarterback commit. He's a quarterback in the class of 2023. And over the weekend, he went out and had himself a game. Seven touchdowns, five in the first half. As uh, he is a true dual threat guy, and uh, his team went out and um, you would, as you would imagine, they won. They won that game. It was a high scoring contest, but they were able to get a win. And again, uh, seven touchdowns from Jalen Rayner. So, you know that can get your attention. There was not uh, a player over the weekend in Arkansas State scrimmage that had a seven touchdown game, but. Uh, That's probably for the best because I would be freaking out about the defense right now if that had been the case and and we didn't see that. In fact, 
kind of the opposite here. You know, when we joined you last Monday, um, there was there was a little bit of concern about the defense following that first scrimmage because they just they they came out flat and they gave up some explosives and explosives are the last thing you want to see from the Arkansas State defense after last year and it just kind of uh, didn't necessarily leave you it wasn't a great vibe you kind of felt after um, last week's scrimmage. I feel like this scrimmage was was better in a lot of different ways. Now, that's my opinion. Uh, Butch Jones grades on a little bit harsher of a scale than I do, and he did not seem overjoyed with the scrimmage. But then again, with most coaches, they're going to tell you over and over and over that they got to watch the film anyway. So uh, we'll hear from him in the next segment. But, you know, you kind of look at it as a bad news, good news uh, situation in terms of how that scrimmage started. On the one hand, the defense was super aggressive. The very second play of the scrimmage, you had a pick six by Travian Thomas. Uh, not that far, uh, a few drives later, you had a forced fumble in that scrimmage. And early on in the scrimmage, Arkansas State's offense just did not really move the ball. Not on the ground, not through the air. I mean, we, were, we saw a lot of three and outs and things like that early from the offense. Now, later on, um, when they had switched to a lot of situational stuff, we did see the Arkansas State offense be able to to get into a groove. Um, they were a little bit sloppy throughout the day, which was concerning. Uh, false start, had uh, too many men on the field, delay game penalty. There was a grounding. There were some overthrows. And uh, there was also a, a fumble that the offense recovered on the snap. So it just it was not a crisp day for the offense until you got into about maybe the, the last half of that scrimmage. Um, and, and again, that does make you nervous because, yes, the offense started fast last week. The defense started fast this week. But at some point, you need to see the defense and the offense and the special teams all start fast on the same day. <laughs> Ideally, that day needs to be September 3rd and then the 10th and the 17th, 24th, and so on and so forth. Uh, because that would that look it was a problem last year it was a problem Jones has said it's been a problem a little bit in practice so they have now got 12 days to figure out this problem and make sure that when they run out of that tunnel on September the 3rd that they are ready to go right then at that moment as soon as that game kicks off you can't be five minutes into it 10 minutes into it and then be ready I will continue to be concerned about that issue for the next probably for the first month of the season for the fact that that's something that often comes with maturity. And that's something that comes with being out there a lot, is being able to have your game face on for the full 60 minutes. And as we all know, with a lot of newcomers and freshmen and so on and so forth, maturity and experience is not something that this team is built on this year. So I'm, I guess this is a long way of saying I'm going to be worried about that until I'm not. So for a while, for a while this season. Uh, some offensive notes um, in... <laughs> One one interesting wrinkle from Saturday and also from previous practices as well is is the quarterback run game. We saw it a little bit last year, but having James Blackman, you know, bulked up just a little bit. He's he's still not bulky, but having you put on a couple pounds of muscle, I, I think he might be just a little bit quicker to take off with it if he doesn't see anything developing. Also, backup A.J. Mayer looks very comfortable in that situation as well. Um, you go back, this was, what, four or five years ago, and Arkansas State had a backup quarterback by the name of Chad Voidick. 
You know, he came into the season. It was him and Justice Hansen battling for that starting job. It was Voidick for like a game, and then it was Hansen after that. But they continue to have numerous run packages for Voidick. Now, this isn't an apples to apples comparison because Mayer has an arm. Um, he's not going to be out there just to be like a fullback. He he has an arm, so it's not going to be the same thing. But I, I am curious if we're going to see him out there from time to time, able to to run the football. Now, that could be the case, or it could just be. Hey, it's a scrimmage. We're going to throw everything at the wall and see what happens. But, you know, I, I we did see a little bit of, of some QB runs on Saturday, and that included a 22-yard scramble for, for James Blackman. At running back, here's what I saw that I absolutely loved. I saw Brian Sneed convert a fourth and one. Highlight of my day. <laughs> <laughs> um. He also had a a uh, a 15 yard gain out of the I think out of the jumbo package and had a couple plays where he just he just made tacklers miss and I I thought he had a good day. He also um, the offense really just had one huge big chunk explosive play on the day and that was that was Brian Sneed and it was a monster you know 50 yard carry before he was eventually chased down. But I I thought he looked good, and he's going to be an asset. Um, I also saw Mike Sharp, true freshman running back, score a rushing touchdown against the number two defense. It was from five yards out. So, you know, you see a fourth and one conversion. You see a five-yard rushing touchdown where where A-State just had four of those last year, and you're like, all right, you know, I don't want to get too excited. It's a scrimmage. But, oh, and Johnny Lang had a four-yard rushing touchdown as well but you see some of these things and you're just like you know <laughs> just give me this glimmer of positivity in the run game please I think the the running back room is is really interesting in terms of the fact that just like every other room you still got a lot of youth in there but the guys that were out there with the ones Brian Sneed and Johnny Lang those guys have played a lot of football the guys that were out there with the twos Marcel Murray Jaquez Cross Murray, of course, has played a lot a lot of football. Cross is a redshirt freshman, but he got into a game or two last year at Purdue. And then if you get into a situation where you need, like, a fifth-string guy, you've got true freshman Mike Sharp out there, and, and he looked good. So I liked that. In terms of uh, wide receivers, I don't really recall uh, just a ton of highlight plays from the wide receivers, but... I'm not mad about it, and and the reason I say it like that is because so much of the scrimmage you could tell the game plan was to work on the run. So there weren't just a ton of opportunities there for the wide receivers to go out and make plays. I do continue to be impressed by Reagan Ely. I don't know how in the world, my mind is blown that that kid did not get a single scholarship offer out of high school. Because even with Champ Fleming's in that room and at that position, at that slot receiver position, we're still going to see Ely out there because he's good. He's made some of the better catches of the scrimmage, of the scrimmages that I have seen. And I just, I, my mind continues to be blown that that he was a walk-on, did not have a single Division One offer. And uh, he's going to be an asset to that wide receiver core. Uh, Treore, McCrumbie, obviously they're, they're tight ends, but they're going to be catching a lot of passes this year. And, they both had touchdowns, Traore from Blackman and McCrumbie from, D- McCrumbie from Daly. 
Um, again, didn't necessarily see the spectacular catches from the wide receivers on Saturday, but uh, did see some of the routine wins, including just a, a, a good catch from Jeff Foreman on a short touchdown. Um, I mean, it was just it was kind of just a steady day for that unit. As far as the offensive line, I think there were two sacks allowed by the first team unit. One was really costly as it came towards the end of the scrimmage when they were um, going through the two-minute drill. So that's something you do not want to see, and that's something that obviously Butch Jones was not very happy about. But I felt like uh, more, more than not, it was a, a good day or at least a solid day for the offensive line. The second team unit um, also allowed a sack or two, but the big negative there, they committed a holding penalty in the end zone. So, of course, that's a safety, and uh, Jones was – yeah, he wasn't happy about that. We'll look at some defensive notes here in just a moment, but let's go to the phones. Red Wolf Mark, what's going on? Hey there, Mr. How are you doing today? Good, doing you? Okay? Yep, doing good. Um, we, we are, Miss Lisa is going to be buying me uh, some nachos and a Coke at the ball game. Uh-huh. Got a view football game Friday uh-huh. night. Yeah. So I was going to let everybody know. She's already called us and let us all know. Mm-hmm. Uh, just letting everybody know what she's going to do. Okay, what else is going on today, Red Wolf Mark? Uh, We've got a lot to get into go, on a Monday. I'm going to say go to the Red Wolves. Okay. And, and we're going to miss Red Bobo on, the, on the, about 3 o'clock in the afternoon. This is last week, I believe. Yeah, but who, who's going to be taking his spot? Do you know? Not my news to share. Ah. Well, be a surprise, won't it? Yeah. I think Craig Miller needs to take his spot. Yeah. And I'm gonna say I'm gonna say y'all to everybody in John Burrow and go Red Wolves and go to all the high school teams. I'm gonna say y'all ready then. Thank Th- you. Thanks, Mark. We'll stay here on the Right Fiber Hotline and uh, check in with Chuck. How are you? I am doing good, Kara. How are you doing hey, today? Doing good. Thanks for the call. Hey, I am giddy, man. Got college football Friday night. <laughs> we do. We do. It's uh, all of a sudden uh, our long national nightmare is over. We've got uh, football back on the TV this weekend. <laughs> Yeah, and plus we got a high school game this week, man. I yeah. mean, what better what better time can you ask for? You know, you know? I, I'm right there with you. It's It really is the best time of year. There's just so much to it. It, it doesn't matter who you cheer for. They're going to be in action before you know it. And it's just, it's always such a fun yeah. time to be a fan. Everybody's undefeated. Everybody's feeling good. Everybody's optimistic. I love it. Yeah. I, uh, your opinion on that scrimmage the other night. Do they look improved on defensive side of the ball? I know they're practicing against each other, but I, I mean, yes. But he, here is is still my concern, and it's it's depth. I, I think I think the talent across the field at the ones on offense and on defense is better than what Arkansas State had last year. However. I feel like there is a decent drop-off between the ones and the twos, and then there is zero experience with the threes. So the concern is that it's it's impossible to go through a, a football season with just your ones. you got to rotate guys out. you got to keep fresh. There's going to be injuries. There's going to be other things that arise. So so that's, that's, my, that's the nerve-wracking thing, man. It's the depth. It's the depth. I feel like there's a lot of good starters all over that field where you look. Um, numerous positions are better at the ones, but it 
makes me nervous after that. So the death is what's going to be the big question this year, then, huh? Yeah, because there's there's just so many young players, and they have to they have to grow up right now. You, you don't get to they don't get to ease into their college football careers. They're going to be thrown in the deep end really quick to see if they can swim. Yeah. Plus, we got a lot of transfers coming in too, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, there are a lot of transfers. Uh, you know, you look at the the defensive side of the ball where you've got Jordan Carmouche out of Houston that's going to be the starting Mike linebacker. He's a good player. He's going to be a good captain of that defense. And then you've got Eddie Smith uh, there at safety who is a, a good, good, good player. So you've got two key pickups there on your defense. And on offense, you know, Brian Snead is, is the guy that's going to turn heads. Well, which one do you think is going to be a bigger question, the depth or the offensive line and defensive line? Well, it's – I mean, those are kind of two two heads of the same coin because right. I, I think – I think I think the offensive line is better than it was last year, and I don't think there's a doubt in my mind. But, again, you get past those ones on offense, and on the twos, you've got like eight – college football appearances <laughs> between that in that entire unit um so and, and again I, I feel that same way on on the defensive line as well because you've got um you've got you know John Mincy there on the inside and, and some other guys but then once you get past those starters it it is like it's you're getting into redshirt freshmen just about everywhere and that's just that's what's nerve-wracking about it okay so they're gonna have to grow up and grow up quick yeah yeah. Yeah. So, well, that's good. I'm glad the defense is looking better this year. You know, I know we just played against each other, but I'm looking to wanting to see what they're going to be like playing somebody else. Yeah, I do you think – I think the back end is going to be significantly improved. I really do. And I hope we don't give up the big plays like we did last year. Man, just you know. half – just cut it in half. <laughs> Yeah, you don't, don't got to eliminate them, just, just fewer, just a lot fewer. Now, my next question for you, what would you consider a successful year for A-State? A bowl game. A bowl game? Mm-hmm. Okay. So you don't think if they win at least five games that they had a successful year then? I mean, no, and, and, and here's why. Because – I feel like Arkansas State, as a whole and as a fan base, needs to have a spark right now, needs to have something to rally behind. And while five wins would be a significant improvement over last season, like, this fan base needs to feel joy. And yay, five, great, whatever. But, you know, to have that trip at the end, to have that bonding moment with your fellow fans, to be able to watch your team in a bowl game again, like, it's it's not just about the – what happens on the field this year? There's you got to have something good, significant for for a state university to to happen um, in terms of athletics, and I think it needs to be a bowl game. Okay, all right. Well, Kerry, I appreciate you taking my call. Y'all have a great and wonderful day, and go Red Wolves. Hey, thanks, Chuck. Appreciate the phone call today. I tell you what, let's go ahead and hit pause. We'll come back, uh, continue with uh, some scrimmage notes, throw some scrimmage audio at you as well. Keep it here with us on the ticket. Enter the Workday Red Zone. Weekdays noon to 2 on the Ticket Radio Network. Brought to you by Central Life Sciences, the leaders in post-harvest grain protection. 
Don't let little insects in your stored grain grow into a monster problem. Protect your stored grains with grain protectives from Central Life Sciences. Their bug-free grains lineup now includes two new products that require no tank mixing. Gravista Insecticide and Sentinel Synergized Insecticide provide the control and knockdown power you need against stored grain insects. Protect your grain from monster bugs with Central Life Sciences. Contact your local distributor or visit bugfreegrains.com. The great taste of 1812 pizza that you've enjoyed for years in Manila and Jonesboro has made its way to downtown Paragol. That's right. The newest 1812 pizza location is now open at 223 North Pruitt Street in Paragol. And they're bringing the area's best selection of pizzas, sandwiches, and salads with them. Dine in with them downtown or enjoy it at home with carryout. There are now more ways than ever to enjoy 1812 pizza. On Race Street and Hilltop in Jonesboro and now at 223 North Pruitt in downtown Paragol. Eat local with 1812 Pizza Company. Solid gains for grains. Hello, I'm Scotty Woodson on the EAB Ag Network with your EAB Noon Market Report. September corn at 632 and a half, up six and a half. With December corn at 629, up five and three quarters. September soybeans at 1533, up 44 and a quarter. With November soybeans at 1433 and a half, up 29 and a half. September wheat at 768, up 14 and three quarters. With December wheat at 785, up 14. October cotton at 121.43 unchanged with December cotton at 114.77 down 124. September rice at 1705 down three and a half with November rice at 1734 also down three and a half. Moving on to livestock now, August live cattle at 141.40 down 20 with October live cattle at 144.45 down 80. August feeder cattle at 181.37 and a half down 12 and a half with September feeder cattle at 183.87 and a half also down 87 and a half. October lane hogs at 94.80 up 167 and a half. December lane hogs at 84. 75 up 60. That's your EAB Noon Market Report, and I'm Scotty Woodson. Have a great day. If you came across someone struggling with hunger, how would you recognize them? By their clothes? Their age? The way they speak? Would you notice an eight-year-old girl who's not excited for summer break because she may not be having lunch again until September? Or a single father of two who works three part-time jobs and still can't put enough food on the table? Or maybe a mother who cleans offices at night, hoping to find meeting leftovers to take home to her hungry family. Or a war veteran who's having having a hard time time landing a job and getting back on his feet. I am the one in eight Americans who struggle with hunger. People you pass by every day but never knew were hungry. I am hunger in America. Hunger can be hard to recognize. Learn why at IamHungerInAmerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America, 200 Food Bank Strong, and the Ad Council. A gentle breeze blows across your face as you take a refreshing sip of water, appreciating the stillness of another morning fishing on the lake. The distant gurgle of a stream reminds you of days spent playing in the creek, the cool, clear water rushing between your toes. You love this time with nature. The feeling of putting everything on hold to connect with the world around you. Now, imagine it's all gone. No fish, no lake, no water. One of life's most vital resources, irreplaceably depleted. Time is running out to protect fresh water, and without our love, it can and will disappear. It's our choice. Love it or lose it. Help protect our fresh water. Visit World Wildlife Fund 
at wwf.org love. Turn it up and annoy your coworkers who wear the wrong colors. Back to the Workday Red Zone. Here's Kara Ritchie. Welcome back to the Workday Red Zone. Kara and Kate with you. Before the break, I said we would throw some clips from Butch Jones' way, but I'm already uh, a little behind on time management today. So we'll get there, but it's going to be hour two. So apologies. Sorry. Sorry for lying. Sorry for being a liar. Uh, continuing with, with some news and notes from uh, Arkansas State scrimmage on, on Saturday. You know, we talked a little bit about the offense in the previous segment and wanted to course uh look at the defense for for just a minute again the highlight there for the defense was just how fast they started how well they started because in addition to forcing turnovers with both a quick pick six pick six was on the second play of the scrimmage uh from Travian thomas picking off james blackman uh, but you also had a forced fumble uh there early on and you just had a good level of aggressiveness from the defense early and that was from the ones and the twos. And they just really did not let Arkansas State move the ball early in the scrimmage. There were, there was really only one big explosive play that I remember or that I, that I wrote down. Um, and it was uh, the big, big gain by Brian Sneed that went for 50-ish uh, about midway through the scrimmage. Now, there were some other smaller chunk plays, you know, a 15-yarder here, a 22-yarder there. But I don't recall seeing anything else that, you know, a play that just significantly flipped the field or, you know, allowed a a huge chunk touchdown. Now, I do want to throw out this kind of disclaimer with that. A lot of what Arkansas State worked on on Saturday was situational. So only about half the scrimmage probably less than half the scrimmage were were there even opportunities for huge chunk plays and what I mean by that is obviously you're not giving up a 50 yard run if you're starting at the 25 so they had a lot of different drives where they started uh at the uh the defense is 25 so therefore of course you can't have a 50 yard play when you only got 25 yards to go they also had a ton of goal line work that they did starting plays at the four starting plays at the five so again no opportunities there for chunk plays so so I, I just wanted to, again, make that clear at, in terms of what was going on there. And, of course, that's, that's the love and hate situation about, about scrimmages. Okay, well, this team did this thing good. This side of the ball did this one thing good. But was it because of the other side of the ball's, you know, ineptitude? Or did somebody else make a play? Or, or this, that, or the other? So you're always trying to size up all of these different factors. When you try and recap a scrimmage and say, oh, well, this was good or this was bad. Following the scrimmage, you know, Jones did uh, sound a little bit miffed about some missed tackles. And yes, there were a couple of those. But, you know, there's one in particular that that I remember where Brian Sneed, you know, evaded his his tackler. And that was not necessarily something I put on the defender. That wasn't a missed tackler. That was a dude trying to tackle smoke. And... Brian Sneed was able to make a play. So again, do you put that on the defense for missing that tackle? Or do you credit the offense because um, Brian Sneed's going to make a few people miss this year? Again, we'll hear some more from, from Butch Jones coming up in hour two. Quick, uh, quickly on special teams, I think A-State's going to have a, a fun, not necessarily issue, but a, a fun situation 
on kickoff return and punt return in terms of figuring out who's going to handle that those duties. Again, that was a great unit for Arkansas State last year. Whenever you can get points from your special teams, uh, that just bodes really, really well. And you've got they, – they work some with Johnny Lang on, on kick return and also Jaquez Cross, although I'd probably think – I don't know if you go more with Cross in that situation. On punt return, Champ Fleming's return some punts. Also, Johnny Lang back there as well, of course, because that's what he did last year. And, uh, again, you've probably got – one or two really, really talented players that won't be involved in the return game this year because there's just other really, really talented players there. I think there's a good competition at kicker. I uh, saw Dominic Zaveda uh, make a couple of field goals Saturday, including a 47-yarder. I think he got a good competition at putter there as well. So uh, special teams, I, I think there's a good shot that, that it will continue to be steady in 2022, just like it was in, in 2021. Kind of a, a miscellaneous note. I just want to give a big public thank you to Butch Jones for not subjecting us to the baby crying construction race car noises that he did in the first scrimmage, which he was doing that, of course, obviously to try and, you know, rattle his team and, and um, mess with their focus. Uh, they did play a good amount of crowd noise all throughout the scrimmage. But again, thank you, Butch, for not doing the absolutely terrible <laughs> ear piercing stuff from <laughs> From week one, it was uh, it was pretty rough. And one more note here before we head to break. There is always like a uh, spring football or a fall scrimmage superstar, right? It's a guy that's on the third team that you don't know anything about because they're a freshman walk-on and, well, you just haven't really learned a lot about him. And uh, Saturday's scrimmage superstar hat tip to freshman walk-on bronte gallo first off sick name second yeah. off uh redheaded tight end from america's hat uh actually uh went to school at clearwater academy in florida which was the same school that sadu Traore went to but uh, originally from canada and you know it gets it gets late in the scrimmage you know and everybody's attention is waning just a little bit and here you've got this walk-on freshman that just absolutely trucks over a defender and gets the entire sideline fired up and everybody's yelling and uh so the the scrimmage superstar Bronte Gallo will we see him this year we will not but had a good play in the scrimmage. Wanted to make sure we missed, uh, mentioned his name. Uh, before we go to break, want to give a big shout-out to A-State Esports. Uh, they uh, sent a tweet over the weekend that they were listeners of the Workday Red Zone. So just wanted to say hi, say thank you for listening. Can't wait to learn more about uh, the esports season and what they've got coming up this year. But let's go ahead and hit pause. We'll be back here in a moment to wrap up this noon hour on the Workday Red Zone. When she's not watching sports, she's talking about sports. And when she's not talking sports, she's tweeting about it. All right, boys, how did I tweet on this thing? It's Tara Ritchie on the Workday Red Zone. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. In sports, there's always the question of what if. What if the Red Sox never sold Babe Ruth? What if LeBron signed with New York in 2010? This week, and yet another of what if. It was revealed Tom Brady and Rob Gronkowski were nearly members of the Las Vegas Raiders. UFC President Dana White claims he helped piece together the potential deal, and Gronk would go on to confirm that statement. The story is no doubt intriguing, but we've done this dance with Brady before. There are rumors Brady had interest 
interest in the Bears, confirm reports of heavy interest with the Dolphins, and now the Raiders. Brady's camp has remained silent, but that could very well end today as the star QB is expected to make his return from his prolonged absence from training camp. Can't be certain how the future Hall of Famer will handle the rumors, but between these reports coming to light and Brady expected to come back to camp, should be a pretty interesting day in Tampa. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. All right, golfers, do you want to simply survive around the greens or do you want to score? Well, you want to score. You need a wedge that will help you. Purest spin possible. The new Jaws Raw from Callaway. Most aggressive groove in golf. Now with the raw face delivers maximum one hop and stop spin. Optimized tungsten weighting and you get noticeably better control and trajectory. All around better wedge play. It's the Jaws Raw. Get yours at CallawayGolf.com slash Jaws Raw. We could talk about how complicated other banks make it to redeem credit card rewards, like how they require minimums, and worse, how the rewards flat out expire. Or we could talk about how with Discover, you can redeem your rewards for cash in any amount at any time. That's amazing. And now that we've talked about that, let's get back to, you know, the stuff we talk about here on the show. Learn more at Discover.com slash Redeem Rewards. That's discover.com slash redeem rewards. Need health insurance now? Arkansas Blue Cross and Blue Shield's limited duration plans provide affordable coverage designed to cover you for the length of time you need it. You don't have to wait to shop for health insurance. You can apply for these policies at any time. Call Woody Harrelson at 870-897-5000 or come see Woody at 2512 Alexander Drive in Jonesboro today. Woody Harrelson is a soliciting agent for Arkansas Blue Cross, an independent licensee of the Blue Cross and Blue Shield Association. Plans available only to residents in Arkansas. It's John G. for George Kale Motors in Newport. Have you ever been to a car dealership and a salesperson chases you around like you stole something? At George Kale Motors, we won't chase you around or lie in front of your car to make you stop. But we will try to do everything we can to make you comfortable and enjoy your shopping experience. We offer great selection, great prices, and exceptional service after the sale. View our entire inventory at georgekalemotors.com or come see us at Newport. Off Highway 67, Exit 85, GMC and George Kale Motors, we are professional grade. Ready for some fun? Whether it's water skiing on the lake, exploring the less traveled roads by ATV, or cruising across the country in your RV, contact Arkansas Federal Credit Union today. They have great rates and flexible terms to fit your budget and your sense of adventure for boats, motorcycles, RVs, and more. There's no cost to apply, and the application is easy. Get started today at AFCU.org. Credit criteria applies. Visit AFCU.org for details. For 30 years around here, you didn't need cable or the internet for your sports news because we had Dickie Bird. Now you can help equip the next generation of local sports journalists by supporting the Dick Clay That Sports Scholarship Golf Tournament. The four-person scramble is set for Friday, September 2nd at Ridgepoint Country Club. There are morning and afternoon start times with lunch served at noon. The goal is to fully endow a scholarship in the College of Media at A-State in Dick's name. Go to at Dick Clay Golf on Facebook for more information. Join us for the Dick Clay That Sports Scholarship Golf Tournament, Friday, September 2nd at Ridgepoint. Be part of the conversation on the Workday Red Zone. Phone lines open now, 930-3776. All right, welcome back to the Workday Red Zone. Just a couple minutes left here in this 
Noon hour, of course, still to come. Uh, some audio from Arkansas State head football coach Butch Jones, as well as a recap of the Cardinals and their continued success over the weekend. Again, up to seven in a row. They play at Chicago tonight. That should be a fun series. Uh, in the meantime, the KavanaughCars.com question, we're asking you, who's going to be the biggest surprise in the Sun Belt this year? And it could be because they overachieve or because they underachieve. And Peter answers on Twitter, and he says that he thinks coastal underachieving is likely. And I think that is likely as well. And one of the reasons is the simple one, and it's because the bar is so high for Coastal Carolina football. And you look at what they did uh, last year, went out and had a 10-2 and two season plus a bowl win. Of course, uh, the year before, did not lose a game in 2020 until they got to uh, that bowl game against Liberty and ended up losing there in the Cure Bowl. So one, you've got you've got a team that has lost three games in the past two seasons. So almost anything other than a defeated season at this point in time for, for Coastal is going to be a step down. So I think that's that's a possibility. And while I continue to think that their offense is going to do good things there based on, on Grayson McCall, this team lost a lot a lot, a lot defensively. And this was, uh, for all the love that their offense gets, this was a solid defense last year. In fact, I go through and I look at their scores. They had they had one bad game last year defensively, and that was against Georgia State where they allowed um, 43 points and, and actually lost that game. But other than that, I mean, more often than not, their opponents were scoring in like the 20s. Which, if you have an offense led by Grayson McCall, that's more than more than solid. That's more than what you need there. But they lost so, so, so many pieces off that defense. And then, in addition to that, last year, I think, if I recall correctly, Coastal Carolina had the most super seniors in the country. Those were those sixth-year guys that had just played a boatload of college football in their careers. And... They did not, they're not, they're not coming back for seven. Those guys have moved on, including Isaiah Likely, who went off uh, last night in the NFL preseason game. Yes. So I just, I feel like, I feel like Grayson McCall is, is still going to do really good things in 2022. But I don't know if everybody else around him is going to be able to keep up. And I find it very, very hard to see Coastal Carolina duplicating some of their recent success. Again, just because the bar is too high. I mean, they could very easily still go out and have an eight-win season, but you know what? That's a drop-off for what they've done the past couple of years. So, underachieved. Not not significant, not a team that's bad, not a team that's not going to go bowling, but just a team that, that could underachieve based on their recent success. That wraps up hour number one. That means we got a whole nother hour left. We still got a lot to get into. Again, uh, some audio with Arkansas State head football coach Butch Jones on the way. A uh, look at what the Cardinals did over the weekend. And of course, uh, now we're starting to see more and more information about odd stats, whatever, about Albert reaching 700. We'll share some of that new information with you as well. So that is what is on the way. Hope you keep it right here with us on the Workday Red Zone.
Evolve Bank and Trust has a special offer for you, Jonesboro. For a limited time only, open a new CD with Evolve and receive an annual percentage yield of 1.50% for 13 months. Only available for new funds to evolve in the Jonesboro market. Restrictions apply. For more information, call Evolve's Jonesboro Banking Center at 870-933-2480. That's 870-933-2480. Open a CD today with Evolve and get an APY of 1.50% for 13 months. Minimum deposit $25,000. Offer available until September 29th for new funds only. Penalties apply for early withdrawal. Rates and offers subject to change. Evolve Bank and Trust now offering an APY of 1.50% on new CDs for 13 months. Call Evolve for more information at 870-933-2480. That's 870-933-2480. Evolve Bank and Trust. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. Don't let your credit stop you from getting your next vehicle. Drive your deal to the max since dealer financing you. AutoMax of Jonesboro. Hi folks, Craig Stone here. If you need to upgrade your ride, don't worry about your past. Come to AutoMax. At AutoMax, we have financing to fit your budget with affordable monthly payments and low down payments. Whether you've had previous bankruptcies, repossessions, or even foreclosure, AutoMax has financing for you. So when the other guys tell you no, turn into AutoMax, where it is our goal to get everyone approved. And at AutoMax, you can buy with peace of mind in knowing that every vehicle sold in-house comes with a two-year, 24,000-mile powertrain warranty. And as always, AutoMax is giving top dollar for trades, running or not. So push them, pull them, just bring your clunker to AutoMax and drive away in style. So what are you waiting for? Stop by AutoMax today at 3612 Stadium Boulevard. Give us a call at 870-934-9200 or speed up your approval by applying online at AutoMaxJonesboro.com. And hey, we buy cars too, even if you don't buy ours. So if you're looking to buy new, Give us a chance to buy yours and ensure you get the most out of your training. Automax, financing you. At Gazaway Ace on Kings Highway and Paragould and Hilltop in Jonesboro, we have you covered whatever the project. Gazaway Ace is the place with the helpful hardware folks in your neighborhood, and helping you is the most important thing we do every day. It's time to get to work for you, do-it-yourselfers. Get your outdoor battery-powered power tools now from brands like Steel, Ego, DeWalt, Milwaukee, and Craftsman. Gazaway Ace on Hilltop in Jonesboro and Gazaway Ace on Kings Highway and Paragould. Gasway Ace is the place you want to go. Go Gasway. You love your truck, and Plaza Tire Service is here to help you make it even better with custom wheels, leveling kits, and the area's best selection of light truck tires, ATs, mud tires, and RTs up to 35s and bigger. Plaza Tire Service has the tires you want in stock today, and we'll help you select a great combination that gets your truck exactly the way you want it. In Jonesboro and South Caraway, and now at our newest location on East Johnson Avenue, the biggest selection, the best service, and the lowest prices on light truck tires are at Plaza Tire Service. This is Will Oswald with your Monday Ticket Radio Network Sports Update brought to you by Plans to Tire Service. After a Saturday scrimmage, fall camp of the A-State football Red Wolves wrapped up today on campus as they get set for the season opener against Grambling State on September 3rd, a week from Saturday at Centennial Bank Stadium. A milestone on the pitch for Arkansas State head soccer coach Brian Dooley as the Red Wolves won their first match of the season 3-0 over Central Arkansas yesterday. It was Dooley's 250th of his coaching career. A-State now 1-1 on the year. They'll host Northwestern State on Thursday. Seven straight wins for the Cardinals in a three-game sweep of Arizona yesterday with a 6-4 comeback win in Phoenix against the Arizona Diamondbacks. They'll play five games in four days against the Northsiders in Chicago tonight. Cardinals comes game one with a pregame at 6-10. First pitch at 7.05 on 95-9. The Wolf, there'll be a split doubleheader tomorrow at Wrigley Field. Four tires in one hour. That's guaranteed at Plaza Tire Service. And that's the latest from the Ticket Radio Network. 
This is KNEA K237FI 95.3 and K245CW 96.9 Jonesboro and KBRI Clarendon, the Ticket Radio Network. Half time's over, and we're getting back to work. Hour two of the Workday Red Zone begins now. Here's Kara Ritchie. Welcome back to the Workday Red Zone. Kara Ritchie and Kate Carlton with you for another hour today. 9303-776 is the number to call, whether it's because they overachieve or it is because they underachieve. Which Sunbelt team will be the biggest surprise in 2022? It's the KavanaughCars.com question. com. Fantastic one-stop shop. For those of you that are looking for a new or just a new-to-you vehicle, the first thing you'll notice when you head to KavanaughCars.com is that they have their full inventory online for you. So you can shop through every single vehicle in the Kavanaugh inventory. You don't have to go from dealer to dealer. It's just all at one spot. And then once you pick out that dream ride, well, knock out everything else. Go ahead and get pre-approved. Go ahead and find out what your trade-in is worth. You can... Knock it all out right there at KavanaughCars.com. In terms of teams that, that could overachieve, I continue to look a little bit at James Madison. I'm fascinated by James Madison this year. Uh, I, I don't know about them hitting their over, because I think their over is a little bit high, and they also play an 11-game schedule. But just in terms of the fact that that everybody thinks they might be some kind of pushover, I'm going to tell you right now. I think if you're looking at the best additions to the Sun Belt and, and you're ranking them in order, like Marshall has had the most success recently. They're, Marshall's going to be the toughest new addition. But I think James Madison's going to come after that. And then Old Dominion and, and Southern Miss, which of course A-State doesn't play uh, Marshall this year. But they are absolutely not going to be pushovers. It's been interesting over the past few years when the Sun Belt has dipped into the FCS or has added uh, a program that hasn't been around for a long time. You know, we've seen teams jump into the Sun Belt and have great success if they already had great success as a program. Georgia Southern and App State. Georgia Southern would ain't no their first year as a Sun Belt Conference member. App State uh, rallied at the end of that year. Part of that sparked by a win over Arkansas State. Uh, but uh, rallied at the end of that year and, and in their first year of FBS competition, won their final six games in a row. Now, the Sun Belt is better than it was when those teams joined the league. So I'm not going to sit here and tell you that JMU is going 8-0 and or they're going to get on some kind of crazy six-game win streak this year. But they are not, not, not going to be pushovers they're not they're flat out not so if you're just automatically going through you know your sunbelt schedule and you're just putting a lot of l's by jmu it's not a smart move it's not i think they'll finish higher in the eastern pecking order than they are currently picked i really do i don't think it's going to be a difficult transition for them 
They've already got, uh, they were able to build to um, that scholarship number quickly. You know, you have a, a big leap in the number of players you could put on scholarship moving from FCS to FBS. And they were fine doing that. They were able to bring in transfers. They were able to bring in signees. They already had the money there and the coffers to be able to fund those scholarships without any issues whatsoever. It's not going to be crazy. It's not going to be crazy at all for them to come in and be able to have some success right out of the gate. That is a game where A-State cannot, cannot sleepwalk through that game or it is going to be unpleasant. Let's hear from Butch. Again, uh, following that scrimmage on Saturday where the Red Wolves got in about two hours of work, uh, we caught up with uh, we caught up with James Blackman after the scrimmage. We caught up with Kavon Bennett after the scrimmage, but wanted to share some audio with you from head football coach Butch Jones. Of course, he gives us uh, the quick overview here of how he saw this one unfolding, uh, what he liked, what he did not like uh, from the team's performance on Saturday. All right, just like any scrimmage, uh, some things to improve upon, some things that I thought we did well, but. Uh, first of all, I think the biggest thing for this football team, and we can't use youth as an excuse, is in order to be a relentless competitor, playing and play out, you got to learn what we call to snap and clear. And that's play that snap and then clear it from your mind. And right now we have too many individuals right now that when they make a mistake, they're letting that mistake beat them three, four, five plays into it because they can't get their mind off of that. And I think that was really evident tonight. I didn't like our maturity. Um, I didn't like our relentless competitiveness as a football team overall. I think we had too many guys that, again, got down on themselves uh, in the ability to bounce back. Uh, we got off to an extremely slow start on offense, turning the football over. Uh, that's a tribute to our defense of starting fast. But, you know, the biggest thing you find out about, a, about your character and your football team is what does it look like when you're at your worst? What type of grit do you have? And uh, I thought our players showed some grit in coming back. But right now, we don't have enough players playing winning football right now. we got two weeks to uh, add to that list of, of people playing winning football. Uh, I think we had some great lessons of playing a 6 o'clock game and what you need to do to prepare your mind and prepare your body to play at 6 o'clock when you get up in the morning and, and keeping yourself active. I thought we were sleepwalking a little bit. Needless to say, with school starting on Tuesday, this week is absolutely critical in our growth and development moving forward. With this scrimmage, again, it was kind of the reverse of last week. Last week, you had a really good start for the offense. And then before it was all said and done, you know, the defense kind of got it together and got more consistent and, and made some plays. Saturday, this Saturday, the 20th, um, the, the flip of that, uh, the defense just got off to a crazy fast start. And before it was all said and done, the offense made some plays and, and got in a routine and got comfortable. But Jones talks about, you know, why we've kind of seen those those starts alternate and what this team uh, is lacking in terms of being able to get everybody to have a fast start and get on the same page. That's something that our whole team has to do, as we know that was our Achilles heel a little bit last year. Is for some reason, whether it's relentless in our competitive approach, our competitive character, but we didn't come and make things happen. We were always kind of sitting back. I thought tonight our defense was the aggressor. Um, so we have to build upon that. We're offensively. We started to scrimmage off with a negative yardage play. We had a pre-snap penalty. 
those are all catastrophics. If you have a pre-snap penalty on first and 10, you have a 10% of gaining the first down in that drive. And so, again, winning football, I think it's the small details. You know, when we talk about, you know, in terms of um, competing, it's the ability to keep your focus playing and play out. we got too many individuals right now that can't focus at a winning effort for eight, ten plays in a row. And I think that was a byproduct tonight of what you saw. One of the issues for the offense in terms of getting off to a fast start is in addition to having some mistakes with turnovers, uh, there are some penalties in the early going. Just a, a little bit sloppy, and Jones talks about trying to get those corrected. That's what, what drives you crazy as we talk about being a disciplined football team and we can't be a team that beats itself. And, you know, whether it was even with our three group with the penalties, you know, everything is about your sideline organization. And uh, I put pressure. We, 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 we upped the time clock a little bit, the shot clock, uh, so we could create that, you know, right from when your special teams takes the field, the 25-second clock is going. So we tried to create some adversity that way. And so some of it was manufactured, but, again, you can't have those. We'll go back. We'll review them. And, again, you just got to continue to create those situations. And I think the more football you can play, situations like that arise, and we have to do a better job in the next two weeks of, of doing that. Before anybody starts freaking out about penalties, because, again, nobody likes to see their team beat themselves, right? I mean, tell you, don't, don't lose any sleep. Over that again, yeah, it was sloppy on Saturday, but don't lose any sleep over over that. Arkansas State ranked 54th last year in terms of fewest penalty yards per game. You go back two seasons before that, they were 123rd. So there's been some significant gains in that aspect. And then also, when you go back and you look at Butch Jones, like his entire body of work as a head coach, his teams are not heavily penalized. They're just not. They were not during his time. Most. With, with only one one year of an exception, during his time at Tennessee, those were teams that ranked in the top 25 in fewest penalty yards per game, year in and year out. And before you say, oh, well, you know, well, they've got better players and blah, blah, blah. Alabama is consistently a heavily penalized team, so it's not necessarily the type of uh, players that you got there. It's the type of mindset that they have. And that was a, an area where A-State took a huge step last year. And so I'm not I, – I didn't like to see it on Saturday – but I'm not significantly worried about it moving forward. I, I will lose zero sleep over that. Now, that being said, all right, so we've talked about the the slow start by the defense and the penalties and some other things that, that Coach Jones was not big on. But, yes, there were positives, of course, to take from the scrimmage, and he out, outlined some of those. There were a lot of positives. I, like I said, I think, first of all, the grit that our offense showed of bouncing back. Um, you know, the ability to take the ball away on defense. Uh, we still didn't tackle well. We gave up way too many yards after first initial contact, too many make you misses. So we have to work really hard in terms of, uh, of tackling. But I think overall we have a better assessment after this scrimmage too of really where we're at, where every player's at, and what they need to do to get better. But, you know, as you go, there's bits and pieces you know, there's learning experiences. We're in two minute. We give up a sack. It's third and 18, and then we give up a completion for a first down. You know, these are all things of when we talk about playing winning football, we'll go back, we'll rehearse those situations. So if those situations uh, arise this this coming season, we will have been there and done that. 
One more positive from Saturday was the play of the running backs. You know, I don't have the audio for you, but, you know, quarterback James Blackman was asked about that room, and he raved, raved about those guys and the confidence that, that he and everybody else had on the team in their ability. And Jones uh, knows that he's got separ- several capable guys in that room right now. Well, I think, first of all, you have some players in that group that have played football at a very high level and they have great confidence and they have great work ethic. I think it started with the leadership of Johnny Lang, you know, with his summer, uh, his devotion to the game, the extra. He's in the best shape he's ever been. Um, The importance that he places on special teams every day. And then you bring in an individual like Brian Sneed who has great confidence. That's a very, very good football player that's had success, that's, that's played at the highest level, and they feed off of each other. And then I think... You know, Jaquez Cross is still learning, you know, and because of those two, he's going to be better for that. Then you have Marcel Murray, who Marcel Murray works every single day. And then you have the freshman and Michael Sharp. So that group complements each other. I think the biggest thing, they hold each other to a very high standard and a very high expectation every time they step on the football field. One more clip here. Who improved? From scrimmage one to scrimmage two. Yes, Butch Jones has to go back and look at the tape, but he did throw out a couple of names for us. You know, I don't know about significant improvement. I'll know a little bit when we meet you know, as a group here Monday. Um, but I see glimpses. I see John Mincy had his best week at camp that he's had. Uh, you know, Kavan moving him back to linebacker a little bit, made some plays, and when we stand him up on the edge, you see he's very dynamic. Um, I thought Jaden Harris uh, performed a little bit better than what he did in the, in the scrimmage last week. Um, but I'll know a little bit more. I think the other thing is we were able to get over 35 reps with our third group with a lot of youngsters. So I think we were able to have enough video now to be able to go back and assess where they're at, evaluate them. And there's no substitute for learning by playing football. Again, that was Arkansas State head football coach Butch Jones. Uh, following Arkansas State's scrimmage on Saturday. That was practice number 13. Today was practice number 14. So that is officially a wrap on fall camp. Tomorrow is the first day of classes. And then after that, you just got regular old practice. Practice will be underway later this week. And hey, it's preseason. So 12 days left until Arkansas State football is on the field to take on Grambling State Saturday, September the 3rd. I can't wait. Hey, yeah, quick programming note. This is going to be a four-day work week for the Workday Red Zone. Uh, I'm I'm taking a personal day on, on Friday. I don't have anything big going on. I just, uh, it's, it's crunch time. And so those, that notebook full of to-dos that I said I would do this summer that... You know, summer's been going on for about three months now. Uh, I got, I got, I got to do those before the football season starts. So <laughs> I'm taking off, uh, taking off on Friday, and then we'll come back uh, next Monday. Be super focused, and it'll be a game week. Cannot wait. But of course, we're still going to be here with you Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. But uh, just a lot to get through in a slightly shorter amount of days this week. Still a lot to get through today. Uh, we got to talk about some Cardinal baseball. There's a lot of great stories going on there, obviously, including Albert Pujols' chase for 700. More on that when we return here on The Ticket.
the only sports host around that has a dog named Crash Davis. And when you speak of me, speak well. Kara Ritchie on the Workday Red Zone. Crack screen on your phone or tablet. It's going to be okay. It happens. Get it fixed up and protected at Cell Phone Station in Jonesboro. For all screen repairs on your smartphone, tablet, iPad, or Apple Watch, call 203-0993. All iPhone screens replaced in 20 minutes. Oh, yes, just 20 minutes to have it back looking like new. While you're there, check out Cell Phone Station's selection of phone and iPad accessories, shock-resistant and waterproof cases, tempered glass screen protectors, chargers, pop sockets, wallet cases, and slim covers for most phone models. Generic OtterBoxes start at only $25, and they're always buy one, get one free. Come on by. Get your iPhone fixed in just 20 minutes at Cell Phone Station. We buy and sell AT&T, Verizon, and Straight Talk phones. And make sure you ask about our custom engraving and embroidery, all done in 20 minutes cell phone station in the highland shopping center at the corner of red wolf and highland in jonesboro near fuji steakhouse cell phone station home of the 20 minute iphone repair get your iphone back glass fixed now at cell phone station go by for details collision repair in jonesboro knows the hassle that a wreck or fender bender causes in our day-to-day lives you need to be back in your vehicle fast and don't have time to keep taking it back into the shop for missed details collision repair is committed to delivering quality work in a timely manner so you can be back on the road fast you'll be glad you chose collision repair to get your car back to normal after an accident get your vehicle fixed right the first time call collision repair at 935-9482 some days you just want a good old sandwich well the place for steamed sandwiches is munchies on caraway and nettleton and it has been for 47 years it's where you'll find a hoagie deluxe or a reuben ham and cheese or just about any kind of sandwich imaginable on just about any bread with just about any condiment and always home for the world famous cheese sticks and always the place to find corn dog seven a hand battered corn dog and fresh squeezed lemonade i may call them an order for pickup at 932-5360 been steaming for 47 years and still going strong ah munchies jim's pawn shop in jonesboro wants to help you with your stress about paying bills by giving you top dollar for all of your gold and silver jewelry or coins deal with local people who will be there for you this week and the next jim's pawn shop at 3711 east highland has been in business for over 25 years and is known for the best loan terms in the area jim's will give you money on almost anything of value You'll find a large selection of items at price to help your budget. Diamonds, musical instruments, video games, hunting gear, electronics, inventory changes daily. Visit Jim's Pawn Shop at 3711 East Highland in Jonesboro. Voted best to the best six years in a row. Hey there, this is Brad Bobo, personally inviting you to join me for The Drive. It's a place where we talk about the sports news that matters to you and to the people making it. A-State in the Sun Belt, Arkansas in the SEC, plus the Cardinals, Grizzlies, and especially our local high school coaches and athletes. We've got you covered on The Drive. It truly is a show about local sports, plus you never know when a song is going to break out. So join Will I Ain't and me for The Drive, weekday afternoons from 3 to 6, right here on the Ticket Radio Network. If you're talking, they will hear you. Every single time. Oh, we're getting killed. Yeah, well, Kyle's not here. How come? Kicked off the team. Didn't Tim tell you? Kyle and some other kids got caught drinking beer in the park a couple of nights ago. Really? Yeah. Zero tolerance. He's out for the season. Come on, it's a first offense, right? That we know of. But why should that matter? He knew not to drink. I've made it clear to Matt that's what we expect from him. What have you said to Tim? Um... Nothing really. You know, a lot of kids try it at this age, so... Yeah, well, a lot of kids don't try it, too. I'm not saying that Matt's going to be this perfect kid, but if I don't tell him what we expect and why he shouldn't drink, how's he going to know? You think kids that age really listen? (laughs) 
They never admitted, Bill. But they hear more than you think. Talk. They hear you. For more information about talking with kids about underage drinking, visit underagedrinking.samsa.gov. On paper, it's the best sports show around. Back to the Workday Red Zone. Welcome back to the Workday Red Zone. Kara and Cade hanging out with you today. 930-3776 is the number to call on the Right Fiber Hotline. Who's going to surprise this year in the Sunbelt Conference? Could be a good surprise. Hey, they're way better than we thought they'd be. Or maybe they're just kind of a mess. 930-3776. Five-game series for Cards and Cubs getting underway tonight. Cardinals, of course, on on a roll at this point in time. They've won seven in a row, and there have been multiple highlights from multiple games um, all across the way. And what happened over the weekend was just some some really fun baseball. You go back to Friday night, and it was a 5-0 win powered by Paul Goldschmidt returning to uh, the place, of course, where he spent so much time in his career he homered and drove in a couple of uh, drove in another run scored another run as well and just all weekend but particularly that game where he went three for four with a couple runs scored and a couple batted in he just he just continues to kind of cement his what feels like a, a good hold on that NL MVP race yesterday it was a six four winner for the Cardinals at Arizona. Uh, you had a lot of different contributors in this one. Uh, Pitching-wise, it was kind of the first, well, stinker from Jose Quintana. He only lasted two and two-thirds. Certainly not his best outing. Uh, but the Cardinals had uh, enough happen offensively. A lot of that powered by Nolan Arenado to be able to come out on top. And then you had Saturday's game. Two more for number five. A four for four night. And just uh, a lot, a lot of different things that went in the Cardinals' direction. Of course, uh, none that I want to discuss more than <laughs> Albert Pujols and, of course, where he is at. It, it just feels like right now, like, for me as a fan, I'm trying not to get my hopes up. Because... Here's the deal with this storyline. You know, Albert Albert was was pulled late in that game on Saturday after already going four for four. And I saw a lot of, like, weeping and gnashing of teeth. Under, oh, how, this guy's on a chase for 700. How do you not let him continue? He's... In August, where he's been absolutely phenomenal, somewhere in the neighborhood of 75% of his at-bats have came against a left-hander. And he is murdering left-handed pitching right now I mean he, it's just on a no a whole different level against lefties lately it's it's I mean this is vintage Albert this is as good as vintage Albert ever was against lefties yes one of those homers was against a righty on Saturday but that is the exception and not the rule so what it's hard to remember right now as a fan is that this is also a team that is trying to clinch a division championship. And even though it is highly, highly unlikely, it's still 
mathematically in the race for a first round bye for for a number two seed in the NL. Now, is that likely? No, because we're like eight and a half games behind the Mets. But they're still mathematically in that conversation. And you cannot chase history if it is going to hurt your chance to win. When Albert was pulled from that game, there was a righty pitching. There was an RBI opportunity. Nolan Gorman had been a little bit better in that situation. And what happened, Gorman went in and delivered. And it ended up later on in that game turning into a route. You know, then Paul DeYoung had the the granny and, and some other big moments happened. But I, I get that as fans, it's just, I, I want to see this so bad. And I know everybody else does too. But you also have to keep the main thing, the main thing, and continue to make moves that ultimately don't just benefit Albert, but benefit the team and their chance to win as well. There is, according to the nerds at Baseball Reference, and I call them nerds because I call myself a nerd because I love that website, but they say there is a 7.1% chance that Albert will reach 700 career home runs in 2022. Now, the way that they look at this is that uh, basically he's been playing in approximately 59% of the Cardinals games. So that is the number that they are looking at. So if he continues, then 7.1%. Now, they're also like, like he's got to cool off at some point, right? Because last week when we talked to you about his home run pace over the past 28 days, Albert was going yard somewhere in the neighborhood of like one every nine at bats, which is, which is insane, right? And yes, he's not in there every game that's pre- predominantly uh, against left-handed pitching, but, but that's still, I mean, that's, that's a huge frequency. Well, now, I mean, he's going yard in one out of every six at bats. That number, that, like, you, you, yeah. come on, you can't keep. I, I would love to see him continue to, to keep that pace, but th- there's just no way, right? I would love to be wrong here. You know, if he continues it at that pace, then heck yeah, we're gonna see 700. We see 700 in like three weeks. But baseball Reference again says a 7.1 percent chance. Uh, he certainly is uh, pretty comfy at the friendly confines. Played there a lot throughout his career. The Cardinals do, in fact, face a lefty today from the Cubs. And uh, I, I don't know who they're going to start. There's one game of that doubleheader coming up tomorrow where they have not named a starter. I, I don't know how many lefties they have or who they might be calling up in that situation to make that spot start. I mean, I'm, I'm, look, I'm crossing my finger that anybody that's listed as an undecided on any schedule ends up being a left-hander for the sole purpose of, of seeing Albert in the lineup. But we will just have to wait and see. Uh, that's all the fun stuff going on right now with the Cardinals. I have... I have uh, no idea. Meanwhile, what's going on with Yadier Molina? He's just... <laughs> yeah. I love that dude, but come on, man. You're taking off a weekend to go watch your basketball team play? I just don't... I, I don't get it. I, anyways, you know what? We'll just take a break. 
I just, I just, I don't understand what he's doing. Um, yes, you get to a point in time, you get to a point in time in, in your career and you're not necessarily held to the same standard as younger players are. Like, I'm not, I'm, it's been a decade since I've gotten mad at Yachty for not running out like a infield hit, uh, like an infield uh, hit or out or anything. I don't care about that, but I can't wrap my head around him. <laughs> Just not being with the team. In the middle of a uh, division hunt, title hunt. But anyway, 7.05 is first pitch tonight for Cardinals at Cubs. And, of course, that will be coming your way on 95.9 The Wolf. Let's go ahead and hit pause. Some interesting stories in the NFL that we'll follow up on when we return right after this. Nobody crunches the numbers like Kara. Take that for data. The Workday Red Zone on the Ticket Radio Network. So if you're ready to lose some weight and you're tired of choking down bars and shakes or trying to starve yourself or going from fad diet to fad diet, it's time for you to check out the all-new Elite Total Health in Jonesboro. Y'all, Elite Total Health is working for so many, and so far they've helped patients lose over 2,600 pounds and counting. At Elite Total Health, your weight loss journey will be medically assisted and supervised by a team that's going to customize a plan to fit you and your goals. They have multiple weight loss medication options, including Fentermine. So there's no longer a need to drive hours away to get the medicine that can help you lose weight. So most current patients have lost double digits in their first 30 days, with many losing as much as 15, 16, or 17 pounds in only 30 days. You can schedule your weight loss consultation today with Elite Total Health. They're open Monday through Friday from 10 until 6 and 8 until 1 on Saturday. Call 870-206-8250. Go see him at 2203 East Nettleton in Jonesboro, right next door to Elite Men's Health and Rob Taylor State Farm. And find out more on Facebook when you search Elite Total Health Jonesboro. Nebo Auto Center, Northeast Arkansas's original new car alternative is now celebrating its 20th year. And now is the perfect time to swing by their all-new location, just a quarter mile south of the old one on Stadium Boulevard. If you're in the market for a late model, low mileage car, truck, or SUV, Nebo has a well-stocked lot of vehicles that fit almost any budget. Visit NeboAuto.com and see them at their new location at 3910 Stadium Boulevard, just south of the bypass. And look for the red roof. We go Nebo. Get your chores done in comfort with a Case IH Farmall compact tractor with factory installed cab. From sunny day mowing to dusty leaf blowing and windy weather snow blowing, Baker Implement has a Farmall that will keep you dry and comfortable. The Farmall cab has two wide opening doors, rear opening window, and high visibility roof panel. Plus heat, air conditioning, deluxe seat, windshield wiper and washer, front and rear work lights, and more. Check out the Farmall tractors at your nearest Baker Implement dealer or go online to bakerimplement.com today. Papi. Yes, mija. I love walking around our block. <laughs> Me too. It's just like walking around the world, but it doesn't take as long. Hmm, that would take a long time. No, really. My friend Kayla's from India, and Lily's family is from China, and Beza travels a lot to see her family in Ethiopia. And don't forget the Murphys. I really like our neighborhood and all the families from different places. We're lucky, sweetie. We live in a diverse community. Diverse? Yeah. It's a place where people from all different backgrounds come together and live and share and appreciate everything that makes us special. I like it. Neighborhood diversity promotes a greater sense of engagement, teaches that stereotypes are wrong, and better prepares our children for the global community. To learn more about how the Fair Housing Act promotes diversity, visit hud.gov slash fairhousing. The Fair Housing Act prohibits discrimination on the basis of race, color, religion, sex, national origin, disability, and familial status. A message from the Department of Housing and Urban Development in partnership with the National Fair Housing Alliance. 
When it comes to vaping, the truth can get clouded. So let's make it clear. Vaping is not safe for kids, teens, or young adults. It's just not. Because vaping can put microscopic particles into your lungs. And dangerous things like metals and volatile organic compounds into your body. And nicotine, the same highly addictive substance found in regular cigarettes. Nicotine can harm a person's brain development through their mid-20s. Affecting learning, memory, attention, and impulse control and priming the brain for other addictions. Vaping products also come in kid-friendly flavors that can make them appealing to youth. And many kids also use other drugs, like marijuana, in vaping devices. With appealing flavors, high nicotine levels, and lots of promotion on social media. Many kids think vaping is harmless, but it's not. So talk to your kids about the risks of vaping, because when you talk, they hear you. For more information, visit underagedrinking.samsa.gov. Giving you 110% and taking it one show at a time. Here's Kara Ritchie. Welcome back. 9303776, which Sunbelt team is going to be the biggest surprise in 2022. We'll get back to some football talk in a moment, including uh, some Arkansas State alumni uh, in the NFL type news, but one of the biggest news items coming out this morning, or I guess uh, breaking news, kind of, sort of, but also not really because nothing has officially happened, but uh, the Grizzlies are apparently back in the Kevin Durant sweepstakes, and that is according to Sham Sharania of The Athletic, put out that information that, uh, of course, not it's not anything even remotely close to said and done. But the Grizzlies were a name that kind of emerged as soon as it was made clear that Kevin Durant wanted out of Brooklyn. And there were, well, there were numerous rumors then because everybody was just like, let's just throw teams out there and maybe they'll be a fit. Yeah. And uh, But it was based, I think the Grizzlies tie-in with Katie in the beginning was based more maybe on the fact that the Grizzlies have young talent and draft picks than on the fact that there might have been actual interest there. Well, now we know it's it's actual interest, according to Shams. Uh, they have emerged as a suitor for Kevin Durant. <sighs> I, I, <laughs> the Grizzlies in, in trade talks so far, you know, have not been even remotely willing to have conversations about J3 or Desmond Bain. And so Memphis obviously would like to, if they're in any kind of draft conversation, what Memphis wants to do is they want to trade draft picks because they've got a lot of them. And they want to be able to keep on, keep holding on to their young talent. Well, obviously with a player of Durant's capabilities and history, Brooklyn wants a lot, a lot, a lot. Supposedly, uh, they would like an all-star, high-level players, and draft picks in exchange for Durant. Uh, so, there's a month left in the offseason. I don't know what happens here. I don't know if I necessarily love this idea. On the one hand, oh, it's KD. Oh, my gosh. You know, he's had such a great career. But on the other hand, this has already been a, this is already a good Grizzlies team. They're going to be good. And you're not going to be able to keep this collection of talent if you bring in KD. And I just kind of, I'm worried about a shakeup. 
If you're not trading Bain and Jaron Jackson, you do it. If you're keeping the core three intact, you do yeah. it. Anybody else should be on the table. If it's Zaire Williams, Dylan Brooks, Steven Adams, Brandon Clark, I don't care. You're getting Kevin Durant. And then you have a three-year window pretty much to win a championship yep. while he's under contract. So you do it. I do wonder if, you know, when or if Brooklyn comes down on their asking price because there's nothing close right now, but how do you <laughs> how do you move forward this season where you've got KD saying, all right, you got to – it's me or Nash. It's me or the head coach and the GM. There's just – what do you do if you're Brooklyn there? I mean, it, it – they got to get something out of them. But I don't know. But, again, that's, uh, that's the big news from this morning. Nothing in terms of nothing in terms of what the Grizzlies could potentially be offering at this point in time. And nothing other than just the update this morning that the Grizzlies were interested. So that's all we got. We just got yeah. we got another rumor, we got more speculation. So can the Grizzlies meet Brooklyn's asking price without giving up some guys that they have already kind of built their future on? TBD, obviously. Uh, switching gears and looking at the NFL. Of course, uh, there are not a lot of Red Wolves left now in NFL camps. You know, some of those guys that were hoping to land on rosters have been cut. So Omar Bayless cut by the Chiefs. Jojo Izugu cut by the Bucks. Uh, Forrest Merrill, a, a bad news, good news situation there. He is injured. He has had surgery, and he is going to be out for the season. However, he is still technically with the Chargers. He cleared he cleared waivers there, so he's still on the roster. He's just injured for the year. Uh, but Kirk Merritt is, has emerged as a really interesting story uh, for several reasons. One, you know, he was already kind of making some plays in camp with the Saints this year and starting to get a little bit of buzz around him. We go back to Saturday night in that preseason game for the Saints, and he had a monster return there that got a lot of fire, people fired up. And then now it appears that Kirk Merritt will be taking potentially the J.D. McKissick path to the NFL, although in a little bit of a longer, more roundabout way. And the Saints have moved him to running back. Now, this was something actually like a month ago in summer, summer workout camps. There were just a couple of, of plays where they tried him at running back. There, This was a story out there months ago, but they hadn't done that anymore this fall. They had kept him there with the wide receivers. But uh, now, you know, Kirk Merritt today at camp said coaches approached him over the weekend about switching to running back. And it looks like now that is where he is going to be spending his time. So I hope this means that there is a greater chance of him landing on the 53-man roster if he does, in fact, make this move. Because one cool thing that, that this weekend did for Merritt is, you know, I'm sure that with him being a guy from that area, that, that he wants to be a saint. That's my guess. But I bet even more than that, he just wants to be an NFL player. And since we've already thrown out the J.D. McKissick comparison, you go back to J.D.'s first year as a pro. And what did he do in the preseason? He had that monster touchdown return or kickoff return for a touchdown. And so even though he was cut 
in that final round of cuts by the Falcons. He was immediately scooped up. He So whenever you've got a situation like Merritt had over the weekend, and you've got a guy that is out there publicly making plays, all that did is that just means he's going to land somewhere. I hope he continues to be with the Saints. I like the Saints. I like the fact that there's two A-State guys on one roster. It kind of helps me, you know. I'm a little bit of a bandwagoner in terms of my NFL fandom. So uh, it just it kind of condenses that it's fewer bands, fewer wagons, I guess you could say, to, to follow or whatever. Uh, but, uh, again, he's able to make plays like that that might not may or may not increase his likelihood of staying with the Saints, but it does absolutely increase his likelihood of staying in the NFL. So we'll continue to keep an eye on that particular situation. Very interesting weekend in the NFL. One of the biggest, I guess, uh, names that everybody was buzzing about last night was Isaiah Likely, former tight end for Coastal Carolina. He was one of those 99-yarders last year against the Red Wolves. And he had a very, very good game with the Ravens. And uh, supposedly he's graded out really, really well in, in the preseason. I don't know I don't know who I'm more excited to see as a pro, Isaiah Likely or Jalen Tolbert, but I'm glad those guys are far, far away from the Sunbelt Conference, and I hope they both have uh, some really, really good years. And they are never seen in Jonesboro, Arkansas yeah. ever again. I did pick up <laughs> Likely in fantasy last you night did. just to be safe. You did, yeah. He yeah. May, like, he may not play at all in the regular season, but, you know. He did go for 100 yards last night, so I find it hard to believe he's not going to get on the field. I I saw something else that had him graded out. um, I I guess it's pro football focus who does all of the grades. They go through and grade every play. They had him graded out as maybe the best pass catcher so far in the preseason. So that's, uh, you know, that that probably seems to bode well, I would think, in terms of him getting opportunities. Of course, just a reminder – that at the end of the day, the preseason does not matter. If it did, we would be getting ready to preview an NFL season with where we would try and decide who was going to you know, battle five-time reigning Super Bowl champ Baltimore. Since they've won, what, 22 straight now? Preseason games, I think. They are an unstoppable machine in the preseason. Yay, Ravens. <laughs> <laughs> but again, it just uh, it does not matter. One more NFL note here before we uh, hit pause. Uh, Tom Brady is back at camp today. Um, I just I look. I, I'm I guess I'm gonna have to watch the Masked Singer this year. Never in my life have I been remotely interested in that show. But if Tom Brady is on it, I'm gonna at least check it out and see how good, bad, or ugly his performance is. Because that was the big speculation last week that he had stepped away from Buccaneers camp to go film the mask singer with Fox. And supposedly uh, they were filming that from the 12th through the, through the 20th. So certainly the dates line up. It's now the 22nd. He's back in camp. We'll see. I have no idea when that show debuts. I guess we'll have to yeah, Google it. I probably won't watch it, but if it does happen, like I'll see it on Twitter and be like, oh, that's yeah, cool. Yeah, you know, I say I'll watch it, but I what I mean by watch it is when I see a, a tweet with a video of Tom Brady in some weird outfit from that show, I will watch that clip on Twitter and probably not on actual TV, but that's okay. Hey, one more break to take. Let's do it. Uh, We'll hit pause, come back and wrap up today's Workday Red Zone right after this. 
Enter the Workday Red Zone. Weekdays noon to 2 on the Ticket Radio Network. Hytrol's mission is to create material handling technology and relationships that move the world. You see the mission statement being lived out pretty much everywhere at Hytrol. It's a pretty unique mission in that there's a greater purpose in it. Think about the idea of moving the world, everything that we use in our day-to-day lives, that our families use, everything is impacted by the work that we do at Hytrol. And so there's a bigger purpose there. Become a part of the Hytrol family. Visit careers.hytrol.com. At Vision Care Center of Northeast Arkansas, we know that great vision matters, both on the field and in the stands. The glasses shop at Vision Care Center features expert stylists and a broad selection of styles and frames. Plus, Vision Care Center offers diagnosis, treatment, and care for an assortment of eye conditions. Your road to excellent vision starts at Vision Care Center of Northeast Arkansas. Call 870-932-2211 to schedule an appointment today at any of our Jonesboro, Paragold, or Pocahontas locations. Whether you're building a home repairing it or just starting a do-it-yourself project, trust J.T. White Hardware and Lumber to help you get the job done. J.T. White Hardware and Lumber has been family-owned for more than 50 years and are an authorized dealer for Anderson Windows and Doors. Trust the name The Pros Trust and the one used on the most building sites, J.T. White Hardware and Lumber. All the tools and materials needed for any project, large or small. J.T. White Hardware and Lumber on Parker Road, just off I-555 at Harrisburg Road. A proud supporter of the A-State Red Wolves. Vision loss is not something that you feel until it happens. Most people lose their vision from diseases like macular degeneration and glaucoma, not at birth. With macular degeneration, you lose your central vision. You have a blind spot right in the center of your face, so I can't actually see your face. So even that little circle in which I could see became a big blur. I was 65 when I first was diagnosed with glaucoma. There were no symptoms. I had no headaches. Three million Americans have glaucoma, and half don't even know it. 11 million people in the United States have macular degeneration. You lose mobility, independence, changes your entire life. So many eye disorders can be treated if caught early. My husband tells me that I have beautiful brown eyes, and I don't want to lose that. Make a plan today to get your eyes checked. Visit brightfocus.org to learn more. My husband, Alex Hesse, was hit by an IED in Afghanistan. I was playing man in foot patrol, and I stopped on the bomb. Lost my legs and my left hand in an explosion. And he suffered a severe traumatic brain injury. As America's veterans face challenges, DAV is there. There are so many mountains to climb, and we do it together. With the right support, more veterans can reach victories great and small. Seeing Alex learning how to snow ski, that's life-changing. DAV provides a lifetime of support to veterans of every generation, helping more than a million veterans each year. Alex did it. He skied down this mountain. That's something he won't forget. With the right support, there are no limits. To see him on that slope and smiling like that, we'll be taking this home. This has meant so much. Thank you, DAV. Alex Hussey, thank you for your service. Support more victories for veterans. Go to DAV.org. A lot of things feel out of control these days, so it's time you pick your battles. Skip playing referee in the morning. Skip laundry this week. Skip game limits today. Skip cooking tonight. New realities require new routines, and it's okay to skip some of the old ones. 
but don't skip your preteen's well visits and recommended and catch-up vaccinations. A public service announcement from Vaccinate Your Family in collaboration with Merck. You've already mailed it in at work today, so you might as well keep it right here. Back to the Workday Red Zone. All right, we've uh, reached the home stretch here on a Monday. Kara and Kate with you for another segment. 9303776 is the number to call. Last call on the KavanaughCars.com question. What Sunbelt team is going to be the biggest surprise in 2022? Mr. A said uh, James Madison, Peter going with Coastal. Jake says Texas State or Georgia Southern. I keep trying to talk myself into Louisiana underachieving. And and I can't decide if I really think that they will or if it is just a really, really massive case of wishful thinking. I do think they might not be as good offensively. You know, their offensive line was gutted. They lost some really good quarterbacks. Or excuse me, running backs. Their quarterback graduated. So there are some really big questions on that side of the ball. On the flip side, you know, one of the reasons they were so good last year is they hung their hat on that that defense. And they are going to be more experienced on that side of the ball than they were on offense. So I, I just, I keep, I keep flip-flopping on that. It'd be nice. It'd be real nice if Louisiana <laughs> underachieved next year. But I don't know if I can, I, I, again, I'm, I'm very, very biased when I look at uh, what they're going to do. It's a lot easier for me to have like a clear expectation of what I think is going to happen to eat, what is going to happen in the East. Uh, but uh, everything about my West predictions, I'll be honest, you got to take with a, a grain of salt. One more team. I, I do think Georgia State is going to overachieve a little bit based on preseason expectations. In fact, if you had to pick a dark horse to win the Sun Belt that nobody is talking about, I would go with the Panthers. Um, they had a really good season last year. They closed strong. At the end of the season, winning six out of their final seven, with their only loss there being a four-point loss to Louisiana. And they returned some good talent. And they built things. They they built their team, built their offense, particularly there on the offensive line. So if if there's going to be a team that kind of comes out of nowhere and wins the belt that people aren't talking about, that is my pick. Uh, Meanwhile... Looking around here online, I've got I've got like 18 browser windows open with different ways that Albert Pujols can reach 700 home runs. Uh, because all of a sudden, again, with those two bombs on Saturday, every time I think that conversation might go away or uh, it looks like, you know, maybe he's going to falter or something like that, you have a situation like this that, that happens and he has a multi-homer game. And again, tonight, going to be facing... Drew Smiley, a lefty, going to be at Wrigley Field, uh, a place where where Pujols has had plenty of dramatic moments in his career. Smiley's having an okay season, by the way, and he's actually pitching very good there at Wrigley Field. But looking quickly, uh, Albert Pujols, mm, not a lot of great success against Smiley. Two for 12 in his career. He has gotten on base at a decent clip with four walks. But I could care less at this point in time if Albert... Nobody's, nobody's cheering for Albert to draw a walk. <laughs> yeah. Nobody, nobody cares. 
if he just gets on base. Everybody wants to see him go yard. So I'm uh, crossing my fingers for a wind-blowing-out kind of night tonight at Wrigley Field. Also, just because, you know, from a selfish perspective, those games are bonkers, and they're just, I mean, they're nerve-wracking. Whether you're a fan of the opposition or whether you're a fan of the Cubs, because literally anything could change from at-bat to at-bat, but there's some of the more entertaining ones to follow. Uh, the Cubs, of course, have, have struggled for a lot of the season. Have they struggled as of late? Did they? I, I know they had a good good series against the Brewers. Yeah, they uh, took the two or three for the Brewers. Uh, I think they can take in three straight series, I okay. think. Um, yeah, because they took two out of three from the Nationals. They took two out of three from the Reds. Uh, no, they've taken every series they played in the month of August, except for, I guess, the first Cardinal series. Okay. Yeah, so they're about a if they if they keep their hot streak up this week and into next week, we're about two weeks away from starting the look at the wild card standings. Which they're thirteen and a half back; they're not going to make it. But you know, if they keep their if they keep winning series, then it becomes a deal. Of like, all right, maybe maybe this could happen. It could happen. Put it out there into the universe. It could absolutely happen. I do need for it to not happen this week, <laughs> uh, selfishly, but uh, but we'll see what's going on. By the way, there is a little bit of day baseball going on right now. Kansas City up on Chicago 4 to nothing in the bottom of the second, but everything else coming up later on this evening across, uh, across Major League Baseball. Uh, just a reminder, this week it is going to be a slightly abbreviated week on the Workday Red Zone. We are going to take Friday off. But that's just to do a little bit of a, just do a good mental reset before next week, which will be a game week for Arkansas State and most of the schools across the country. Handful, of course, are going to get a head start this week. But we'll see. Man, just think, not that I want to wish the week away, but when we talk to you on Thursday, we're going to get to preview or at least talk about, you know, games that we're going to be watching over the weekend. We'll get to talk about football in Dublin and Hawaii and uh, all those fun things that, you know, we might not pay a ton of attention to during the season. But that's what's going to be on the slate this week. And uh, I cannot wait. It's going to be a, a fun time. Looking ahead to tomorrow. Uh, fingers crossed we'll be joined by Voice of the Red Wolves, Matt Stoltz. He's usually kind enough to hang out with us on Tuesdays. We've got some other irons in the fire for this week as well. So we'll see how everything shakes out and hopefully look forward to uh, a great week. It was a great day today. Thanks in part to your calls and messages and comments and tweets. So we always appreciate you hanging out with us, uh, especially on a Monday and helping us get the week started. Hey, keep it here. The setup with Cade Carlton is on the way next, followed by The Drive with Brad Bobo. Have it here in the morning for the front row with Budrow at 7. RWRC Radio with JC returns tomorrow at 10, and then the Workday Red Zone will be back at noon. So for Kate, I'm Kara. Thanks so much for hanging out with us today. Cannot wait to talk to you then. Have a great, great afternoon.